Hello, everyone. Welcome back. Episode 59 of today's Pay to Play podcast. I'm Frank Geib, along with James Edzikowski here. And on today's episode, guys, we are talking all about golf. We'll run down a little bit of last this past weekend's skins match. Uh, Rory McIlroy, the big savior there. But mainly we'll be looking at the Champions for Charity match between Tiger Woods and Peyton Manning, taking on Phil Mickelson and Tom Brady. A lot of goats there going at it. That'll be exciting. That's this Sunday. So we'll run down all that. We'll give you guys some betting details uh, and just some info on each guy a little bit and kind of the, the format of the entire event. Uh, after that, we'll run down the latest in the stock market and the economy, uh, specifically looking more at the Fed meeting minutes and the latest U.S.-China news. Um, and we'll leave you with the buy or sell segment along with our song of the week. But first, guys, we're going to start you off with a fun fact about one of my favorite establishments uh, growing up, Chuck E. Cheese. Uh, more on that after James shouts out our sponsor here. Yeah, Frank. Uh, so what is what is it about Chuck E. Cheese that you love so much? Uh, fill, fill, fill our listeners in over here. <laughs> Dude, I honestly, I mean, I loved having birthdays there, going to birthday parties there. I always thought it was a fun time um, playing the games, playing in the uh, like the playground, ball pit, different things like that. So no complaints about Chuck E. Cheese. And I personally, I enjoyed the pizza. I enjoyed the, the birthday cake. I thought the food was all right um, as a kid. I don't know. I haven't ordered it in a long time. Uh, apparently not a lot of people are ordering it as well. So they are uh, they're changing things up. What are they doing? Yeah, so I was gonna say I I remembered also liking the pizza, but they are basically they changed their name. Uh, I, and I don't know the full details on this, but one of the uh, they changed their name to Pascali's Pizza and Wings uh, on like some delivery services, so as to keep getting some revenue uh, on the food spectrum, even if you know birthday parties aren't happening at the frequency they used to. Obviously, uh, no social distancing when you're up there dancing with the full band of. Uh, I guess rats up on the stage. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how that works. And I mean, also just a side note as a kid, I never realized that, you know, most of the workers there probably did not like doing what they were doing, but they, you know, sometimes <laughs> they put a smile on their face and that was enough. I, as a kid, you were oblivious to that aspect of it. And you just were rolling with the punches and, you know, seeing who was cool yeah. back at that time. You know, that was the, that was a big deal. It's like, wow, I, I fit in. So that was uh, yeah. part of it. I was not- yeah, people are. I was gonna say people are a little upset because like it seems like they're kind of trying to trick people into ordering like a local delivery pizza shop. Like Pascali's Pizza and Wings just sounds like uh, that's the name of the restaurant, and it just sounds kind of like a local joint. But Pascali is actually the chef in that Chuck E. Cheese band, which the official name James Munches Make Believe Band. Huh, that's the, their band name. The more you um, know, I don't. Yeah, know. the more you know exactly. So that's our fun fact today, guys. Go order some Pascali's pizza and wings. Um, I don't know. Let let us know what you think of Chuck E. Cheese's food uh, today. I got to be honest with you. I just don't know if that. I wonder, like, what cities that's happening in, and now that that news is out, you got to imagine like they kind of crack down on that they're, a little bit. They're no, they're trying to sell it off as like they're operating like a separate company doing more premium pizza. Uh, in quotes, uh, that's what they said, but like. It's really just made in their kitchen. You pick it up at Chuck E. Cheese. So there's, I don't know. It's definitely kind of a scam, but I like it. I mean, I would, I would try it given, given that it's at you know the same price point as whatever other pizza I'd be getting. But uh, I'm yeah. for creativity and innovation. So props to them on that note. Um, and you know, if someone's that foolish to believe it's a local establishment, do your research. You know, look it up. 
What, what's the uh, what's the issue there? All right. I can't find anything on it. Now you can find all these articles, so you're good. Um, but James, let's move on. Sports first. We'll uh, we'll talk a little bit about the XFL. Give us an update. Uh, I guess this is our big thing: the XFL updates. I'm just loving the storyline because you know, one moment it's you know fine, everyone's loving it. Uh, COVID nineteen hits, and next thing you know, it's in shambles. And uh, so yeah, th- there's nothing really on the legal side yet to uh, update on that. Uh, fight with Oliver Luck. That thing is still haven't heard any headlines there. But apparently, there are some rumors that Vince McMahon is trying to repurchase the XFL. Uh, I've done very little research into this, but at least you know more than the average Joe to see like how the original founder would let his company go bankrupt and then repurchase it. Uh, there is like some facet in which he would pay the season ticket refunds, like three point five million or whatever that people you know had invested for their season tickets. Um, and somehow, you know, repurchase it at a fire sale price under the bankruptcy laws. And that part, I'm not going to, uh, cloud your mind with, because I will not explain it perfectly. So just something to float out there that he may repurchase it. Just don't be shocked if it happens because apparently he's a believer in it. I know last episode, Frank, you asked me, you know, could it come back? I I blatantly said, no, I am going to go back on my words and say, uh, the the nail's not in in the coffin yet. All right. There is hope. I mean, there is talk about how the cities of St. Louis and Seattle uh, viewed it pretty positively. Um, and, you know, they had good reception from the fans. And I get it in St. Louis. I mean, you used to have an NFL team. The only issue is, you know, once he does rebuy this league, let's say, he's got to rebuild it from the ground up. Uh, and that includes hiring a lot of new people. Not every yeah. coach is going to want to come back after, you know, just getting ousted that quickly. Uh, Oliver Luck is certainly not coming back. Uh, I think we can be certain of that. That need a new commissioner. So a lot still to be determined there, but uh, we've already talked too much about the XFL in this episode. Let's move on, Frank. Let's have a, one, one comment. I was just going to say, well, I was going to say that um, he should just like wrap it into his, like he's the CEO of the WWE. Right. That's a three and a half, that's a three and a half billion dollar company right now. So like, I feel like he could just wrap in the XFL into, into that part of the company. And if, if, if he makes, like, storylines with the XFL, that could be interesting. I mean, that's kind of what they were doing with, like, the sideline interviews and stuff. So, yeah, I'm, I believe in it. I'm still I'm still holding out hope for next year for the XFL as well. Um, but talking about other sports, uh, we got a few things have been returned. You know, we've had UFC. We had NASCAR recently. Um, a little bit of soccer. Uh, the PGA Tour is coming back in June. It looks like uh, everything's kind of starting to at least ramp back up in June. I think the NBA and the MLB are both going to be doing some preseason things um, in, in that matter, James. Anything there, or should we just talk golf? Because that's, that's kind of what is back. I, you know, I think it is. If you like golf, I think this is your episode. I think, Frank, let's not beat around the bush. Uh, last weekend, pure electricity um, in the, the TaylorMade uh, Skins Relief Challenge. I, I think that's where we need to start. Just recap last week a little bit, and then obviously – the match this weekend, Champions for Charity, presented by Capital One. I think we have to shout out their sponsors and do our part to, uh, you know, they Capital One pay the big bucks to have their name attached to it. Uh, so, no, last week, I, I watched the entire event nearly. Uh, it was, all, I mean, not the whole event, but most of it. Uh, so, a Skins match, I did not even know the a full rules on Skins Golf until, you know, we got into that last week. So, it was Roy McIlroy, uh, number one in the worldwide rankings and Dustin Johnson against Ricky Fowler, your guy, Frank and uh, Matt Wolf. 
uh, two Oklahoma State guys that were, you know, 10 years apart, um, but both played for Oklahoma State golf team. Um, so Rory and Dustin Johnson were favored going into the event. They got off to a hot start. Uh, one of the main rules of skins golf is that if you, if the pairs tie on a hole and it, to be fair, you use the best score from your team of two. So let's yeah. say Rory had a four, uh, DJ had a five, Ricky had a four, Wolf had a five. You would take the fours from both four. teams. Four. They tied. Yep. And uh, so that just pushes the results of that um, hole to the next hole. So instead of, you know, hole one. The next hole is worth one. two skins. Yeah. Okay. Very simple. Um, uh, but no, <laughs> I guarantee you some people didn't watch that and they were like, what the hell is skins? Yeah, no, no. I, I understand. Yeah. And other people are probably like, I really don't care, James. Just move on. Uh, so I get that. But we get to the 18th hole and it's worth what? Five skins? Six skins. Six, or 18th hole is worth Six. five. And then they did a uh, playoff. They tied the 18th though as well. Yeah, yeah. So like no, and that was the thing I didn't understand, because Ricky and Wolf were in the lead. They were leading the skin seven to five going in. I mean, they just tied five five holes in a row, and it's just like, all right, you know, should yeah. it be over? But no, you have to decide 18 skins, or at least that was the rules, you know, decided upon beforehand. So what do they do? They go to an overtime. They go to the 17th hole. Part three, and they go closest to the pin. Everybody one shot for the win. Kind of awesome. I mean, to have that amount of pressure on yourself uh, going through that, uh, just pure electricity. And uh, who was it? Wolf starts off, and he puts one, yeah, I don't know, 10, 15 feet away from the pin. Good for him by doing Pretty that. Pretty good start. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, hey, it's you know, gets you a seat at the table. And then uh, after that, um, who was it? Ricky just shanks one, and he blamed... Uh, he blamed the cart ride because they had been walking all day carrying their own bags. And he's like, they carted us from the end of 18 back to the start of 17. It's like, yeah, that cart ride did me in. So I hear you on that, Ricky. I yeah, it was a little, little bogus that they did that to you. I, I feel for it. <laughs> and then uh, Dustin Johnson just really didn't have a good golf game all day. Uh, I don't think he won any skins for the team. I think it was only Rory. Someone could correct me if I'm wrong there, but uh um, just good banter back and forth all day. The players are mic'd up. That's what I'm looking forward to most about this weekend is uh, you're going to have guys in each other's ears. Uh, they're going to be yeah. all over the place. It's going to be fun. Um, and then Rory sticks one pin high, I think about the same distance as Wolf, but they never even got a tape measure. They kind of just said, you know, tiebreaker goes to pin high. Um, so Rory got to, you know, walk off, essentially a walk off 1.1 million for charity on that on that swing. Uh, so big, big, uh, testicles right there from my guy, Rory. Uh, love that. Yeah. I think Ricky had the most birdies on the day and like had probably the lowest score himself, but, uh, he was ball. It's typical of him to, <laughs> it's typical of him to play well and lose. So well, makes sense. I mean, to be fair um, though, he played so, so well. And it's just like, I didn't know that it was going to come down to a close to the pin. Like if, you know, if we were counting regular golf holes, yeah. he was fantastic. Um, yeah, no, it's funny though, but let's talk about. Uh, this upcoming weekend, we have the match champions for charity Sunday um, a, on TNT and TBS at 3 p.m. Eastern time. They're, they're playing in Medalist Golf Club in Hobe, South Florida. It's actually where Tiger is a member, which is interesting. But it's Tiger and Peyton Manning favored against Tom Brady, Phil Mickelson, um, James, the odds right now, Woods, Manning, minus 200, Mickelson, Brady, plus 160. Do you want to take us through maybe what, you know, the, the details of the event? 
of this event specifically? Sure. So yeah, not to get confused with skins play, which we kind of did just detail for you. This upcoming week is going to be match play. So like you're saying, teams are paired off again, and um, it's going to differ from holes one to nine and then 10 to 18. But on the front nine, um, the format is called four ball or best ball. Uh, it's probably more commonly known. So each player will tee off with their own ball and complete the hole. You know, play a normal golf, counting your strokes and everything. Um, so the best score between the two players uh, on the their team, team will yeah. count for their team. So the lowest score will win the hole. Um, and it's not like you're counting strokes all match long, though. So it's literally, you know, if one of the teams gets a lower score than the other team, they are up one in the match. Um, so it's literally just a matter yeah, of... Yeah, they win the hole. Hole by hole. And unlike skins, it will not roll over from one to the next. So um, that's that's the basis of holes one through nine. Uh, worth noting, though, Peyton Manning and Tom Brady will each get three handicap strokes on the front nine. So the hardest par three, the hardest par four, and hardest par five, they'll each get a stroke taken off. So I, I think what's interesting about that is it could allow both Tiger and Phil to be a little bit more ballsy on those holes, especially uh, the ones that are the hardest on that course. And, uh, you know, Tiger's going to know these holes pretty darn well. Let's put it that way. Phil said he's looking at it like it's a road game. Uh, so he's got a little fire, yeah. fire in the um Fire in the hole for him. He's going to be excited to get out there and prove doubters wrong. Uh, no fans will be in attendance, uh, which is funny. In the event last week, you had Ricky after one of his birdies. He was just, you know, thanking the crowd left and right. I was just doing his little motion. Can't tell that on the podcast, but it was pretty funny that he was just, you know, pretending like a crowd <laughs> was there uh, and everything. So I, I'm excited for it, and I think uh, you know. So what's the back nine holes? Back nine, sure. Um, so it's yeah, you didn't even. You didn't even go through that, I don't think. Well, I didn't, but I, you know, tell the story, Frank. It's we're getting there. We're getting there. Uh, back nine is modified alternate shot. So each player tees off, but at that point, the team's allowed to make a decision and say, you know, which drive do they want to use? And then um, the alternate player will hit the second shot. So let's say... On that drive, yes. Let's say Tiger... So like Tiger and, Tiger and Peyton both have decent drives. They'll probably take Peyton's drive to let Tiger hit the second shot. You would think. You would think that that would make the most sense. So we're going to see what kind of decision-making. Um, yeah, so that would be cool. Has. Yeah, no, I, I like it. Adds a little mm -hmm. mental game, a little strategy involved there. Um, similar rules, though. Low score will win the hole. Like we were saying, match play goes on throughout. It's just the format in which they count the strokes during the hole that will change in the front nine versus the back. Um, yeah. So it's also kind of a, a fun cast. Um doing it brian anderson is hosting and then he's joined by uh charles barkley and allegedly barkley might be playing a, a charity hole early on i'm not sure they did um, say he's that. a funny guy to watch golf I, and then I think, I think justin thomas is actually going to be an on-course analyst the, the number four ranked world ranked golfer so it'll be cool um people expect a lot of money to be placed uh on the sports books on this you know there's just not much going on and Big, obviously, star-studded cast. I mean, these are four of the the biggest athletes in our generation in golf and football over the past, not our generation of like the past twenty years, I'd say. So, um, very interesting. But uh, I, I actually am a little worried. Mickelson and Woods have both been struggling, Zadge. Um, Mickelson's missed four of his last five events on the PGA Tour before they shut down. He missed a cut, I mean. Mm -hmm. And then uh, Woods hasn't played since February, really, in competitive golf. 
And in that event, he shot a 73 or worse in four, three of his four rounds. He finished in 68th place. Um, and he, he's actually coming off an injury, so got to watch out for that. As far as Brady and Manning, we'll go into a little details on them. Um, Brady actually teamed up with Jim Nance to take on Bill Clinton and George Bush in a six-hole match a few years ago. I mean, what a, what a golf event that had to be. Um, and so Brady's, you know, he's, he's been in the spotlight with golf before as well, not just football. He played out of the, the country club in Brookline, Massachusetts, and allegedly he's got an eight handicap with his last five scores being 96, 86, 93, 83, 85. You want to you tell us a little about, about Manning, Sedge? Sure. Yeah, I was uh, graced with the presence. He crashed one of my weekly meetings at work last week. Um, Cisco is a sponsor for the event um, with WebEx. We talked about them last week with the uh, there we go. with the earnings report. And uh, uh, rumor has it there's going to be a couple commercials. WebEx versus Zoom could make their way uh, onto TNT uh, during during the course of the match. So that'll be an interesting. Uh, I'm excited to see what that, that has to hold. Um, but Peyton Manning did come in, uh, he chatted golf with our CEO for a little bit and, uh, the, the inside scoop from that, he said, you know, been playing a lot of catch with his, uh, son, uh, working on the baseball game a little bit, says he might need some elbow surgery when this is all said and done. See if that <laughs> during the match, uh, that being said, I do trust him and Tiger. Uh, that's my pick, uh, for the event. Uh, I would take him up to minus two thirty. Eh, minus two forty is probably where we get iffy. Uh, wow. pretty confident. Uh, plus, I just love rooting against Tom Brady. Just feels good. Feels like it's in my blood. Um, and believe me, I'm a Phil over Tiger guy. <laughs> I'm a Phil over Tiger guy. So it's tough for me to say that. Um, but more of a Manning over Brady guy. So uh, that, that's where my uh, opinions lie. Uh, and so feel free to fade me on that. I I, I uh, hate betting on emotion, but another. Part of me I mean, Payton's looks pretty good. Payton's yeah. looked pretty good. He shot. He's a, in 2013. He shot a 77 at Augusta. Uh, at the home of the Masters, there's and so they said he's like a six handicap. There's people. On so the- yeah, I mean, I, yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. Like that's a pretty. So like he's pretty good at golf, but I mean Brady's pretty good too. But Manning, I think, is a little better. I would think he would want to win this pretty bad. I don't know if Tiger necessarily cares as much as Phil, which that's why I think I might. I think I might be taking the Phil Brady. Um, you know, take the value, the plus one sixty. That's that's my thoughts. But there's also a lot of fun props. Um, a couple of the really fun ones I thought were, will audible be said by any player? Um, the word audible. Uh, yes, plus 150. No, minus 200. So why not sprinkle a little on yes there? And I could see Phil or Tiger bringing that up. Or will Omaha be said by any player? I could see uh, Brady making fun of Manning with that one. Plus 225 for yes, James. Well, and so it's worth noting also in that Cisco, uh, when he came into our meeting, he said both of them. He said, you know... Uh, <laughs> He said both Audible, Omaha. That was in reference to his usage of technology, not necessarily his golf game. He said, you know, he'd been doing a lot of, you know, Zoom or WebEx calls. And uh, so he said, yeah, he called an Audible and, you know, what he was used to. Um, so instead of, like, you know, sitting in the quarterback room, having yeah. uh, meetings meetings all day, all night there. Um, so <laughs> that, that was pretty funny. And I, I think, yes, is, there's value there on both of them if you can find a book that's offering those. Um, I yeah, I think that was Bavada. Sorry, but no, you're good. The banter I think is going to be my favorite part. Like even looking back to last week, um, McElroy um, chirped at Wolf at one point. Wolf had a shitty drive, and he goes, "Hey, Matt, thanks for doing your part to social distance." So if we can get some stuff like that, 
uh, uh, you know, people missing the fairways left and right, uh, going at each other. It could get pretty heated. Uh, what they said, you know, in a close matchup, the the uh, talking becomes less and less because that's the kind of game golf is. You focus more as the stakes get higher, and I think both both sides are only pretty excited to play for charity. So I'm I know I'm pumped up for it, and I think the other thing is it's good for the game of golf. Last week, uh, TV ratings were pretty good from what I uh, read, and uh, it's it's good for you know the casual golfer because uh, these guys are you know marking their balls with tees and on the green, carrying their own bags. Uh, it, they look like the common man out there, except they're hitting some damn good shots while they're at it. I think we're going to see a lot more of that this weekend too. Um, so I, I know I'm pumped up for it. It'll be good for the sport, good recognition without anything else on, uh, you know, on a Sunday afternoon. I, if you're not tuning in, what else are you doing? That's, that's my question. Gardening? Good for you. Uh, it's raining <laughs> cats and dogs in North Carolina, and I'm sure it is in Ohio too. Uh, Frank, anything else you want to touch on there? Otherwise, I think we've got our own golf uh, that we want to get into a little bit. Yeah, there. I mean, there's plenty, plenty of things you can bet on. You can basically bet on. You'll be able to bet on like every hole live. So if you if you do have a betting itch too, definitely a good event to watch. Um, if you missed it, but our our own little our own little matchup this weekend. Uh, James and I and a couple of our buds are are getting together a little Memorial Day weekend, uh, reopening uh, our own social lives a little bit. Um, and uh, we also are going golfing Sunday. Um, a little earlier, we're hoping to get back for most of that Mickelson uh, matchup, Mickelson Woods, that the champions matchup, whatever that we were just talking about for a while. But, uh, like you just got to call. I think it we have our match. Own, the, the match. I like that. The match. Um, we have our own match though on Sunday. Mm-hmm. James, we're we're doing match play ourselves in our golf outing. I, I think. Guess. I think that's where are we playing at. What's it called? Irish Hills Golf Club. Irish Hills Golf go. Club in uh, beautiful Mount Vernon, Ohio. Uh, don't ask where it's at because I couldn't pick it out on a map, but I will be using a GPS to drive there uh, that Sunday morning. And uh, yeah, some of the others taking place in the event: Bob Khalil, Nick Connor, uh, some names you might mention, you might notice from, you know, from previous episodes in the pod. Mike Geraci, a former roommate of ours. Uh, it's an elite group. Mike Walsh himself, he's got a good drive. It'll be, it'll be, it'll be a good group, good time. You know, um, apologies. So I get, I get, out. no, so I get, I get a three-hole. Uh, handy. You get a three-hole handicap, pretty much. Three, like the spread's three holes. Yeah, yeah. We're we're following the same format. We're going match play just between Frank and myself. Uh, I'm sure we'll do some teams beyond that. But our bet, you know, we've done some one v one bets in the past. For those of you, yeah, they're uh, back. Been loyal listeners. They are officially back, starting with this event. Um, I people forget last time we did make one. Um, I I do uh owe Frank an opportunity to slap me once. Uh, I haven't seen him in months in person, so uh, he's waiting to pay it, pay it up on that. And uh, I, I'm not excited for that. I could come when I least expect it this weekend. Uh, but in yeah, terms of match play, oh, I can remember that. Frank Frank is a better golfer than I am. Uh, it's been I think you know I don't know I don't know if I've ever beaten him. If I have, maybe it happened once. I think I think once I did. I think once I had your number. Like, I don't know. I don't know. I, I think I remember <laughs> remembering that a little bit differently than you for some reason, but. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, I uh, I am excited uh, to get out there. Given the wet conditions, I think it's going to be a toss-up, anyone, anyone's match. Um, and so, yeah, we're going to be doing that. We'll be isolated. Uh, again, our social distancing will be on point. There's no, no reason to have concerns there. Um, Frank, I think time to talk about the market. Uh, we, we got a good, good chunk of golf in there. Yeah. Um, we'll do a sh- I don't know what the – we'll figure out the reward or the loser. Something there'll, um, be, there'll be drinking, but yeah, 
And in the markets, though, the Fed meeting minutes came out today. Um, markets have been murky. They were down a little bit end of last week, but they're bouncing back strong this week. Um, but the, the meeting minutes came out. And the one thing that the Fed wasn't too um, explanatory in what they're, you know, they're, they're going to do going forward because they still see a, a huge amount of uncertainty and risks to economic activity in the medium term. So, I mean, it's kind of what we've been saying that there's there's a chance of a, you know, reinfection um later in the year where you know it kind of re reactivates the the outbreak and then we have to shut things down again so that that could really hurt our economy but um you know they're going to be accommodative in any way they can um i don't know anything anything there's edge no i i don't think i, I want to add too much there it, we've talked about um you know the fed a, a good amount in weeks past and i i don't know if this is necessarily needle moving news no, it kind of wasn't. You were people were expecting maybe some more guidance, but they didn't really give it. They kind of just said a little bit of uncertainty. But something that did come out today, actually, also, is that the U.S. Senate approved a new legislation that could basically bar a lot of Chinese companies from listing shares on the U.S. exchanges. Um, so it's kind of that you know the renewed China-U.S. trade talks are going back, uh, and this is one thing that's uh, pretty interesting. It basically would require Chinese companies to establish they are not owned or controlled by a foreign government, and they would uh, be required to submit audits that can be reviewed by uh, basically this nonprofit body that oversees all U.S. companies that uh, are seeking money in public markets. And so it passed unanimously in uh, the Senate, but it's still got to go to the democratic controlled house james and then it would have to also be signed into law by the president so uh it's interesting um that you know this is going on and it seems like trump might support it um he's kind of been seeming to rethink our u.s china relations overall so that that's gonna lead to more uncertainty in the markets too um i'm still kind of holding that holding the trigger on buying i don't know about you i haven't haven't been too big of a purchase made a couple small stock purchases here or there what about you yeah i've been i you you know me. I've stated on here many a time that I have not been actively buying for a little while now. Been stocking up on cash reserves. Uh, you know, I've got other other uh, debts in my life right now, be it car payments, etc. And I I just think it's a better time to go at those and take off some principal here and there as opposed to making yeah. essentially betting on any stocks per se because it is a gamble yeah. at this point. You know, what companies are going to strike rich with earnings? Others. You don't know exactly behind the scenes how they're how they're handling this pandemic, and I, I gamble enough outside of the market that I kind of want more <laughs> stability in the market before I uh, start making my moves in there. That's just my take on it. Um, one, one, I mean, I, it's pretty crazy. I my best performing stock in my entire portfolio now, though, um, like historically, is Penn Penn National Gaming, uh, the company that owns Barstool. I, I got my average cost. I don't know if you've seen their recent run up. Oh, it's absurd. My average cost is under ten. Yeah, my average cost is under ten dollars, and uh, they're up to twenty seven today, pretty much right next to twenty seven. Which is um, so nothing. One hundred eighty percent return. Nothing short of <laughs> remarkable because they were down four and what more. They were they were at four and change not too long ago, and part of me was like, all right, that does seem a little low given that they were at forty. But at the same time, it's just like when I, I had no idea about now the they reopening. Seem a little now I had no no idea about the reopening of casinos or. You know the demand for once they are reopened um just like what what will the frequency be because those revenues have taken a, a hit and i just don't know if they're going to come back at the regularity uh that we've seen in the past just given the new yeah. standards and regulations that'll be in effect there i believe me i think people have to get the itch more than ever 
So that from that aspect of the demand, um, you know, no concern. But I think it's more so the availability and, um, you know, willingness to go out and make those bets. Are they going to find alternative measures to do that? Um, so that that's my only concern with them. But I think, hey, good for you on buy, pulling the trigger when you did with them. That's a it's an impressive run that they've made. Yeah, it's been working out um, well for me. But I, I wish I bought more, as we always say on, on the winners. But uh, let's let's move into a little buy or sell action. Um, why not? And we'll first talk a little bit about Facebook. I guess um, they've been pretty active actually this week. They bought Giphy, the company that basically is responsible for all the gifts you guys use. Um, or it, do we get a? It's it's GIF or GIF. I t- I totally forget now. I'm pretty sure it's. GIF in this case for Giphy, I I I I I'm almost certain, but so yeah, it's just like okay. a database search engine for GIF, GIFs. I see, I fucked it up. Oh my yeah. goodness! And then I used the F word right <laughs> after. That's just it's no, a, no can do. The wine is into my head. It's a good teaser. <laughs> okay, but so Facebook bought the company for four hundred million dollars, which is honestly really a lot of money. Um, but Giphy, so where the way Giphy makes their money, I, I thought this was interesting is they make it through, uh, they basically just sell advertising to different companies. So like Wendy's, if you, someone types in like milkshake, Wendy's could pay an advertisement to have the frosty be one of the top gifts ah. that shows up. So that's kind of how they make their money, which is interesting. Um, so that, I guess Facebook just adding them, everyone uses gifts across Instagram, even they're going to allow them to stay on Twitter and other platforms as well. So I think it's a good move by Facebook. Um, $400 million though, for literally a, a platform, just holding gifts, well, really a lot of money. So cool. what's interesting about that, Frank, uh, and you know what the buyer sell is. The, the, the fact <laughs> is that Facebook bought, they bought. So, you know, I don't even care what our opinion is. They already did the buying. Um, well, a little more background on it. The app had raised funding in 2016 at a valuation of 600 million. So they kind of viewed the 400 million as you know a 33 percent discount. Um, so yeah. it's, it's a big deal okay. by Facebook standards. But it, given the discount there, I, I think they were pretty happy with the value that they got. Um, and I think Giphy, what did they say? 700 million daily users. That's a pretty good chunk of uh, population. What 10 percent of the world's population, roughly? Um, and yeah, that's, that's impressive. There were some people close to the deal that had said, um, Giphy, you know, was in line to go out of business had they not been acquired. Uh, so to a degree, I think it's uh, a win-win for both parties. So I, uh, I'm, I'm buying the fact that Facebook bought them. All right. I think that's good. How often, how often do you use Facebook? I, I probably log on about daily to be honest with you. Okay. I like big for maybe once a month. Big for birthday. maybe once a month. Really? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm not on it very often. I, I just went on it for the first time, like in the couple months. I think the other day. I'm on it right now. Who are you, who am I kidding? I, I have a good time on there. I uh, I post like th- 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 three <laughs> or right. four things a year. All right. What um what what else we got? I don't even know. Buy or sell? What do we got? All right. So I mean, I was thinking in terms of things that we're going to be experiencing this weekend ourselves. Um, so, you know, Airbnbs have been down in general. I think now is a great time to buy them. I just, I'm throwing this out there uh, on a whim because, you know, they have, they haven't seen the rental capacities or, uh, demand of the past. So prices are lower than you'd expect. So we already we did buy that. Great deal. Yeah. got a great deal. 80 bucks a person for three nights. Are you kidding me? 
And, you know, we're going to have our... It's not like we're sharing beds, believe me. I don't want to be sleeping next we to have our... <laughs> No, we have each have our own bunk beds um, this weekend, I guess. But I don't know. It's I'm curious how that's going to look. So, but, James, but... your question is buy or sell bunk beds. Just the idea of bunk beds. I like it. So I, I think here... You know, you have them in co- some. Some people have them in college, and that's where they want to leave them and sell them after that. All right. I, here's my suggestion. Even when I'm back home in Westlake, I sleep in the bunk beds in the basement. I'm buying them for the fact of versatility. You know, one night you're feeling bottom bunk, fine. Next one, you want to go up. That's I love being able to have that flexibility. Uh, but that being said, if I had to do, if I had to buy one, sell the other, I think I would buy bottom bunk and sell top. Because top, you have the Ooh. risk of rolling off. Uh, bottom, you know, I agree. You feel protected underneath there. Uh, adds a layer of darkness. I don't know if you're in a completely dark room to begin with, uh, but you can always make a fort out of it, too. Uh, Mike Geraci was famous for that freshman year. Uh, he'd put a flag over his bed. You, you wouldn't know if he went out the night before. Uh, if, you, if, you look, if you just look casually into his bed, you'd have to pull back the flag and see what he would look like. <laughs> Well, unless he was, unless he was, unless he's talking in his sleep. No, oh, he did that more than we would have liked. Unless he's, unless he's yelling in his sleep at you or something. And you're like, what is going on? That kid was. Um, that's or, funny. Like no, I, I, yeah, I, I mean, I also grew up in a bunk bed uh, with my brother. Uh, we shared a room growing up, and uh, I was lower bunk, and I, I rolled out of the bed like every night. That was why I was lower bunk, because I would have probably killed myself off the top bunk, but. uh yeah, I mean, I think uh, I'm a fan of bunk beds. I think the versatility thing you speak of is uh, definitely interesting, but I, I would still think you do leave them in college. I don't see too much utility past college for yourself, but, it, but once you have kids, buy, buy your kids bunk beds. I, I think they are uh, a fun thing. Um, you appreciate the time you spend in them. I think I think the cutoff is like 25. I think once you're past 25 in a bunk <laughs> bed, that's where it's weird. Uh, but then, like you said, with kids, you know, once I think twenty-five to like thirty-five is off limits, and then you can you're allowed to have it okay. justified if it's for kids. Um, you the U curve. Yes, well said. Uh, of use. A little economic, okay. little economic term there too. Uh, and then quick buy or sell, Frank. Moonshine. It's the alcohol that I don't think anyone really knows too much about unless you're actually into brewing, you know, your own hard liquor. Um, but I we are we're gonna have some. We're gonna have some moonshine this weekend. I, I got it from a little distillery what? in uh, uh, what is it called? Asheville, North Carolina. Apparently, a beautiful place. I need to get there at some point. Um, so I uh, I'm gonna buy moonshine because I literally did buy it today. Um, and it's apple pie flavored, a uh, hundred proof, and uh, apparently it tastes pretty good. So we are gonna find find out what what moonshine is made of. I you know. I don't think it gets you a different kind of drunk, but I think it's just what, what, what percentage is it? It's 50, 50, you know what percent? 50, 50, 50 ABV. Yeah. 50%. Yep. That's a good amount. I don't know. I've, I think I've had like something that was like 90% once. And, it's, and that stuff just was brutal. It's crazy how good sometimes they can make the strong stuff taste. And that's just something I've never wrapped my head around. Yeah. Like this might taste good. This might, I'm kind of excited for this. The apple pie moonshine. Yep. Oh, it, I expect all 750 milliliters gone uh, by Ooh. by the end of the weekend. I got a handle of the Redberry New Amsterdam. That's <laughs> it's a good flavor. The Tommy Cannon special. 
<laughs> TC special. I agree. All right. What's our song of the week? Frank. What are we leaving the people with? What are we starting off the long, long weekend with to the people? You know, it might be Thursday, but it's, it's, you know, it's already the weekend. Why not? Well, I'm it's talking. everyone's weekend. It, it's, it's, it's how your mindset is, you know, James, it is. What's a song that's going to get your mindset going? Uh, Frank, I know, I know you and I have both been dealing. We shouted it out early in the episode. A lot of rain lately, a lot of rain. Um, and I, 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 you just wrote something in here last second. I'm, uh, I, I'm a little thrown off. What do you want to go with the Lumineers? I, because I will. I, I'm never gonna go against the. Yeah. Lumineers. Let's rock and roll. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't know what song. I didn't know what song you wanted. I didn't know if we agreed on a song earlier. You know what? My head's been so back and forth with music lately. I I I had like three or four different songs of the week. Yeah, that's what I had mid episode. You had so many. You didn't write any down. I was thinking. I, didn't know. I was thinking "No Rain" by Blind Melon to get rid of the rain, uh, but I think it's going to keep raining. I was thinking. Um, there's a great one. Oh no! Yeah. Have you ever you seen the rain? So Lumineers. You really like version the, of you like the Lumineers cover of CC. Just do a bunch of rain songs. The rain songs, rain dances. I mean, I did legitimately make a playlist last night called Save It for a Rainy Day. Um, so I think anything on that playlist. Okay, well go listen to James's playlist. That's our no song of the week, playlist of the week. Save it for a rainy day. James how do you find you on Spotify's edge? I'll I'll tweet it out. It'll I'll come out on the pay to play pod uh I Spotify, what they need to really work on, and this is a story for another time, but just you know, like the social aspect, the social aspect is horrible. It's like you can, it's so hard to find people unless you like know their user ID. And I don't, I, I mean, I know my own because I'm a freak, but uh, I it, it's so difficult. <laughs> you used to be able to send that uh, just quick note, you used to be able to send DMs on Spotify, which was an electric feature, and they got rid of it. I mean, talk about sliding into the DMs uh, in this day and age. Uh, Instagram just way too mainstream. I think if you did it in Spotify, you sent a little romantic song with a you know little subliminal message. I think that that could have been your end. Uh, but they 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 need to reinstall that feature to uh, help some people out. <laughs> some people. All right. Um, not, me, not me. I don't. So do yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, well, guys, we appreciate you listening. We hope you have a great long weekend. Um, I'm cheering for Brady Mickelson, but James seems to be taking the Tiger Tiger Payton side of things. Ever Edge, since, what do you want to leave them with? Ever since ever since the Payton SNL skit uh, of him throwing the footballs at children, I can't go against that man in anything. All right, that's, that's my take on it. Lay down the money, ride Payton. You'll have more fun. He's going to be the crack up. Meanwhile, you're going to have Brady over there yeah. eating avocado ice cream or some bullshit at the turn. Give me a break. I don't know. I think Phil and I think Phil and Brady are going to be locked in. Watch out. <laughs>